Um, did, I can't remember if we did cold opens or anything. Um, there, there it is. <laughs> I can't remember. I think so. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. For this, so theme tune. No one asked for this. Hello, hello. Good morning for the first time ever. Yeah, true. We we <laughs> we usually record at anti-social evening hours with beer, and now it's coffee and before midday. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's. Uh, I mean, we could still have a beer, but I don't think that's particularly I looked well on. Forty-five minutes. I think we'd be okay. Ah, oh, yeah, cool. All right, we'll uh, we'll. <laughs> we'll drag this mini sode out to a full sode. <laughs> I believe full sode is the, the correct terminology. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. We've been brushing up on our. Um, we're doing like open university podcast <laughs> classes during lockdown, and uh, yeah, full sode. We just learned this week actually. Jones read it. <laughs> so speaking of Jones, we should probably introduce ourselves. Yeah, very true. So I am uh, Ian Harris, and I am Graham Jones, and this is the aforementioned podcast nobody asked for. Uh, and this is our November mini sode. So each month we release a watch list of thirty or thirty-one, or occasionally twenty-eight or twenty-nine uh, films. <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. um, that we think you should watch that month. Uh, we ask for you to vote on what you think your top three from that list is. And at the end of each month, we go through our top three your top three, and just have a bit of a, well, a morning coffee catch-up. Yes, like two yummy mummies. Um, that's the, that's in, the uh, nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> yeah, well, there's more where that came from. So this month, uh, being November, we have gone for our Movember watch list. So that is the finest facial hair that cinema had to offer. Yep, and there's quite there's quite a lot of it, ranging from a lot of... Um, a lot of very different films on this list, which which I quite enjoy actually. Apart from today's pick, because I really hate The Greatest Showman. Yeah, that's a that's a conversation <laughs> for. Uh, I'm sure we. I'm already planning at what point in this podcast can we have our popular films that we don't like episode? Because <laughs> we're definitely going to hemorrhage listeners after some, oh, absolutely. Of, some of those opinions come out. But like Rob said, it was it was kind of a very eclectic list. We've got some kind of animated people in there. We've got some I mean it was weird how many Tom Hanks beards there were to choose from. But we did <laughs> we did try to cut it down to kind of one beard per actor, one beard per franchise. And also, I mean given that we could probably crowbar Kurt Russell's beard from the thing into every single list we do. It was probably best not to go for him. We'll start with uh, so who was third on your Movember list? Um, third on my list is funny enough, as you mention it, is uh, Kurt Russell in The Hateful Eight as John the Hangman Ruth, who had a fantastic pair of mutton chops. <laughs> I think um, is is the most accurate way of phrasing it. Would you say the mutton chops? I, I, th- I yeah. I, I think they were. It was a very. Uh, it's what I would dub a civil war bit. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, there's, there's a lot of facial hair in this movie, but um, I think uh, yeah, Kurt Russell and his um, his glorious Civil War beard um, stands out for me. I think, um, and as you said, it takes a lot to get the Kurt Russell beard from a specific movie because there's a lot of them. I'm sure one will be uh, sneaking its way into the Christmas watch list as well because he now plays Santa. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But he's also, I, I think he's the only actor, forgive me if I'm wrong, I think he's the only actor to play a bearded planet. Yeah, he probably probably I is. I can't think of anyone else. But this beard, of course, was antique guitar-destroying beard. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. There's a scene in The Hateful Eight where I'm not sure which character is playing the guitar, but then Kurt Russell goes full Animal House on it and destroys it, and it turns out that guitar was a priceless antique that was supposed to have been swapped out after the scene for a replica. So, um, <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> it's the kind of behaviour you would expect from someone whose middle name is The Hangman, though, I suppose. Oh, true, and anyone who's fought Civil War facial hair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so that's that's my first choice, a fantastic facial growth from uh, Kurt Russell and The Hateful Eight. Very nice. So, third on my list... And another one which we could have populated an entire beard moustache list from is the dude in The Big Lebowski. So Very nice. the ever-bearded Jeff Bridges. There's just something about... So we've kind of gone from Civil War beard to just pure slacker beard. And I don't think... I, I can't think of a beard that suits a character more. <laughs> it's, it's like you could... I, I think you could just look at that and fully understand who he is in all his dressing gowned milk swilling glory. Yeah, although the only one that might suit an actor more is Josh Brolin's Thanos beard, which is actually not really a beard, but like kind of lines on his face. <laughs> but it's so yeah. integrated into his face that you kind of like, I mean, he couldn't not be with it, right? Oh, that's a tough one. Is that a... <laughs> I, I, I don't know how his, how the kind of alien... Fucking uh, hell, oh, I can't say that word. How the alien body stuff works? <laughs> Are you trying to say physicality? I, I, th I think I think that's what I should have said, yeah, but my right. my brain was including like <laughs> ologies and colleges and stuff. I think I was just trying right. to make up a word on the fly. Yeah, I just um, I love the Big Lebowski. I think the beard is kind of an intrinsic part of his character, and it's also a beard I can see myself definitely sporting at some point. So I, f yeah. I feel like I need to throw kind of my cards on the table now for that. I, I really quite liked his true grip beard as well, which was nearly nearly made the list. Yeah, it was, def it was definitely on the short list and then we had to narrow it down. We had to, we had to shave the list a little, if you will. Hey! <laughs> Just uh, trim it. I must ask you to stop all of these bad puns. <laughs> uh, but uh, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Bridges and his beards, I think they're... Uh, they're always you always know what you're getting with him. I, I think he's one of those incredibly kind of like what we said with John Goodman before. He's one of those critically acclaimed actors who still feels like he's underrated. Yeah, um, he, yeah, I, I I could agree with that. He was also one of the first people to try out an isolation chamber because he was a massive hippie. That absolutely fits with the uh, <laughs> the dude character, I suppose. A little <laughs> bit of method acting there. Yeah, so always good. So number two on your list. Number two on my list, which you know. Speaking of method acting, Daniel Day-Lewis as Bill the Butcher in Gangs of New York with his perfectly styled moustache, which I guess is what Movember's all about, right? I know I know, we've gone full facial hair, but it's, it has its roots in the moustache. And I mean, is there a better moustache 
on screen than uh, what Daniel Day-Lewis sported in, in Gangs of New York. There's very, very few, especially kind of the, the twirly moustaches, at least. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to, I don't think I'd be able to, well, maybe. The, the, the most impressive thing with his moustache in Gangs of New York is that he has a twirly moustache, he wears a top hat, but he never looks like a magician. <laughs> it's a very, it's, it's a very like long top hat as well. Like I know top hats tend to be long, but like it's it's extra long. I don't know if he went like full Samuel Jackson in in Star Wars and was like, I want an extra long top hat to make me stand out from everyone. Not that Samuel Jackson wore a top hat in Star Wars. He he got a special lightsaber to stand out. Although I would love it if Samuel Jackson had a top hat in Star Wars. But knowing Daniel Day Lewis, he probably <laughs> he built that top hat himself. Probably traditional yeah. methods of the time, while giving himself hypothermia because he refused to live in a house that he hadn't built. Yeah, a, I, I, I've got a lot of time for Daniel Day Lewis, but I really wish he would just try acting occasionally. I feel like that you you stole that from someone. Didn't someone say that about him? No, no. So that's a. Um, I think it was Dustin Hoffman and possibly like Laurence Olivier or Alec Guinness or something like that. Right. I think Dustin Hoffman's character was supposed to have been sleep deprived. So he like went for a run and tired himself out, didn't sleep and stuff like that. And yeah, someone just told him that you should, you should try acting. (laughs) Nice. I also, I also quite like um, Bill the Butcher's like little early Day's American football helmet that he wears for oh his uh, yeah like his fight scenes like his scrum cap for uh... yeah <laughs> that's um he's got some impressive headwear so when we have our headwear watch list uh, I think Bill the Butcher might be making a reappearance oh definitely there's there needs to be more because usually it's Abraham Lincoln has kind of the monopoly on tall top hats yeah so it's, it's good to see another one pop out <laughs> so second on my list then we try to keep this you know generally with actual people. A couple of non-humans crept onto the list, and that includes <laughs> the ruler of the winged birdmen himself, Prince Voltan from Flash Gordon, played by. I mean, when you think of Beard, you think of Brian Blessed. Yeah, are we going? Have you got a Gordon's alive for us? Um, just Gordon's alive. <laughs> Fantastic. I might. <laughs> I might edit that out with just the actual clip <laughs> yeah i think maybe he has a little bit of more of an air of a like a a question mark at the end of it like Bless a bit of a, i'm i'm ron burgundy kind of ah yeah no, true but fuck me i love brian blessed he is oh, he's fantastic he is insane have you heard about the story he helped deliver a baby on like Hampstead I, heath or something i haven't heard that one i heard the one where he spoke about fighting a gorilla yeah yeah Oh, did we did we did we listen to that on the way back from? Because he does a great podcast. Um, he's on the Richard Herring. Yes, we did. Well, yeah. yeah, it was on the Richard Herring podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking mental. It's and the, the whole podcast is just Richard Herring sitting there, clearly in just complete and absolute awe of Brian yeah. Blessed. But he, um, the story of him helping deliver this baby ends with just like, and then I bit through the umbilical cord and I just went on my way. <laughs> But Prince, but he, yeah. has, he has such a good way of telling something that you have no idea who's being absolutely serious or taking the absolute oh, piss. Uh, for all I know, he <laughs> he's like the original Tasha Baron Cohen. Like this could just yeah. all, this. I don't know where. Like he's obviously an eccentric and elevated version of himself, and I don't know where that ends. Because he was no. also talking about like living. He wants to live on Mars, <laughs> and but yeah. So he 
Prince Roltan is basically Brian Blessed with wings <laughs> fighting in a sci-fi movie. It's it's just perfect. I think it's great. At, at my apparently, I'm just aiming all of these on things I want to be. At some point, I need to do Prince Voltan at like Halloween or something like that. Absolutely, I think I can make it work because it, it's a, it's a bearded, armored character which you don't need like a three hundred six pack for, which is good because that's never going to happen. <laughs> is a, th- a 306 pack is uh is an 1800 pack isn't it <laughs> nice yeah no it is yeah it's that's that that's why i don't want one because you just end up looking like bubble wrap <laughs> people just trying to pop you yeah <laughs> so yeah so number two just it is prince voltan but i think really it's just brian blessed in anything that he's been in <laughs> brian blessed on qi yeah, fuck it, go for it. Number two, Brian Blessed on QI. Nice. So my my top one is played by the immortal Terry Jones, who sadly left us this year, and that is the Hermit in Life of Brian. Which it's hard to say is one of the funniest scenes in Life of Brian because Life of Brian is just fucking brilliant you've got all of the stuff with the the biggest dicker stuff with caesar and everything is fantastic one of my favorite bits in life of brian is uh when he's handing out the crucifixes and it's like crucifixion he's like nah actually i've been been let off like, oh okay lets him go and then he's like nah i'm just putting your leg it's crucifixion, crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway i could uh, life of brian is a whole two-hour podcast but um which is just us yeah. reading through the script of life of brian <laughs> yeah, exactly and yeah the hermit scene is is fantastic brian is obviously trying to not start a religion um and in doing so running away from all of his followers falls into a hole lands on the hermit's foot and uh makes the hermit yell out ow my foot and it turns out the hermit's had a vow of silence for i can't even remember how long but long enough to grow a beard that's down to his knees basically it, it, it's uh, it, it might not be the most uh, the most full of volume beards we have but it was definitely the longest on the list it's definitely the longest there's i'm looking at a full shot of him now and it is from his is definitely down to his knees which is which is quite the feat i think no you said knees um <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's i was I was torn when we were picking this list because Life of Brian obviously had to go on it. But it has some... I didn't know whether to do the Hermit's beard, Brian's actual beard, which, to be fair, isn't bad, or the women. The women's beards. Fantastic. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the fake beards at the Stone Egg. Yeah, to be fair, I would have chosen those if it was if the Hermit wasn't on here. I'd have chosen the fake beards at the Stone Egg uh, as well because that is also fantastic. <laughs> Just the fact that every time he says Jehovah, they start launching stones at John Cleese. Uh, oh, I'm going to go watch Life of Brian after this. I think. <laughs> I think. I think that's my favourite scene in it. I think. And let me get this perfectly clear. Even <laughs> if someone does say John. <laughs> and there's the whole fucking boulder yeah. down on him. Um, uh, yeah, God, it's. I think it's. It's also my favourite Python film as well. I think. Oh God, I the my favourite Python film is always the last one I watched. Yeah, that, there is that. I think there's also. Uh, I've I've noticed with a lot of people, like whichever one they saw first tends to be their favorite one and life of brian i saw before the holy grail but yeah i don't know i just maybe it's because i hate religion so much (laughs) that's why i like it so much but it's so good no good choice so first on my list uh which is a character name people (laughs) might not recognize uh here we go is 
August Walker from Mission Impossible Fallout. So there's a couple of reasons I've chosen this character. Number one, there is a scene in this film which, first of all, Mission Impossible Fallout is one of the most underrated action films of the last 10 years. Like, I haven't watched, I hated yeah. the first Mission Impossible and then haven't watched any since. So from Ghost Protocol, I think. So you had Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and then this. It's a really fun trilogy. It's just like an action movie. They've kind of really lent into not not the caricature, but what James Bond used to be. Yeah. So this now feels more like Bond than James Bond. So there's a fight scene in a bathroom, which is incredible. And August Walker at one point looks like he reloads his arms. And when he does that <laughs> with a moustache, it's just the greatest thing you've ever seen. Um, and why 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 would that be? And is there anything to do with the actor portraying August Walker, perhaps? Uh, so August Walker is played by Henry Cavill. So <laughs> that's the main reason I spent hours researching this. Um, it's the main reason I'm now sitting here in front of just pictures of Henry Cavill. But it's, it is a great moustache. It is a very classic moustache. It's on a character who in a fight reloads his arms. Um, and also it is a moustache that is so moustache It ruins Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the moustache that had to be CGI'd out of reshoots for Justice League. So there's some hilariously shocking footage of Henry Cavill as Superman with clearly the computer-composed toplet. It's something else. But yeah, it's it's just great. It's Henry Cavill. I mean, the things I would do to that moustache. <laughs> it looks like it's cute. You're right, though. It is very... It is, it's like... Extra, it's like the classic moustache. If you ask someone to draw a moustache, that's that's it. I think he looks like he should be back in the uh, in the nineteen forties with it as well. He, he is very, very nice. Have you seen um, uh, the Man from Uncle? The, no. the remake. So it stars the two actors who look most like they belong in the nineteen fifties, which is Henry Cavill and Army Hammer. So it, it just it, it's again it's it's a very underrated film actually. I don't think people gave it the time of day because it was Guy Ritchie when he was at his most Guy Ritchie-ish, um, and it was yeah. a remake that nobody really wanted. But it was just kind of kind of what Mission Impossible Fallout is. It is just fun, and it helps that you know Henry Cavill's great. But if you I've are always wondered, yeah, just watch the fight scene. It's incredible, and it, it just shows how facial hair looks. In situations like that, you know, that's the important thing. You don't need wings and armor or, you know, dressing gowns and milk if we're going for all my choices. <laughs> you just need to be Henry Cavill. And I don't think that's asking for too much. No, I was just also just double checking because I've, I've always wondered and never checked if Army Hammer is actually his real name. Because yeah, it's yeah, no, ridiculous. No, he's, um, he's related to, as in Hammer Horror Hammer. Yeah, I was just yeah. I was just looking it up, and he's um, the Hammer Dynasty, which just sounds like a wrestling faction. It absolutely does. His actual first name is Armand. So anyway, we're digressing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Henry Cavill. That's our top three lists then. So uh, yep, onto the audience. Now time for the audience. So <laughs> onto Ian's dad's list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had uh, a lot of votes across. A lot of choices. Uh, King Triton from The Little Mermaid got a lot of kind of late love in the poll. Uh, <laughs> late it- love sounds like a euthanasia clinic. <laughs> 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 yeah, I hope it does. A D 
Disney euthanasia clinic. Nice. <laughs> uh, Seneca Crane from The Hunger Games got quite a few votes as well, just for the sheer Salvador Daliness of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but coming in at three on the list is Pai Mei from Kill Bill Volume 2. I wanted this one. Yeah. It's not just a moustache, it's also kind of the eyebrow flick as well. Yeah. And the delicate way that he kind of deals with his massive yeah. beard as well. It's, it's yeah, he's great. It's brilliant. And he's not, it, he's not a Kill Bill character, right? He's, he's a very prominent character in a lot of kind of classic Kung Fu movies. So I know the actor who played him in Kill Bill Volume 2 has fought that character in his early films. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's very it's, cool. Um, I think he's supposed to be like a like a legendary kung fu elder or something like that. Yeah, because he's his age is circa a thousand years old. Yeah, <laughs> but he's played by uh, Gordon Liu, who was in the Thirty Six Chambers of Shaolin, which is a film I keep trying to get people to watch, but nobody watches it. <laughs> nobody listens to me. I'll watch it for you. Ian. Thanks, man. But yeah, I think that would have been on a, a lot of choices. Uh, well, obviously, because that's how voting works. I like his, um, I just think, I like his general demeanour as well, where he kind of is like, obviously a massive badass, but he is, he just takes the piss quite a bit as well. He knows he's brilliant, so he doesn't have to show off about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Flowing beard. Nearly, nearly as long as the Hermits, but not quite, I don't think. Nearly, it's, it's a lot more graceful. Yeah. I think gracefulness is uh, underappreciated trait in a bit. <laughs> I don't know. I think your your bit's quite bad. Oh, stop graceful. <laughs> uh, I've never been called graceful before ever. <laughs> there is nothing graceful about me. No, there's not. I've se- I've seen you run at rugby. Yeah, <laughs> not graceful. Yeah. It's straight lines. <laughs> That's it. So uh, number two on our list, and one which uh, I think is another moustache which prominently comes to mind when you think of Movember is uh, the founder of Globo Gym and their associated dodgeball team, White Goodman, played by, obviously, a vaguely hench Ben Stiller. Yeah, apart from the bit where he has to don the massive fat suit. Apart from the part where he has to don the massive fat suit. (laughs) But yeah, so this, obviously, again, because that's how polls work, features very highly. It's uh, Should should we just talk through this like it's crafts? So it's a it is a classic handlebar with a sole patch extension. Very well kept, very well groomed. You can see the there's no stubble around it, which is quite difficult often with uh, facial hair and good tea. I'll start now. But yeah, dodgeball's great. I haven't watched dodgeball in ages. No, I remember it was one of those. It came out when we were what like. 14, 15 kind of age, and it was one of those like just ridiculous comedies with it's just a lot of fun, really. But yeah, it's one I've not not seen in a while. It's strange because it's I think it's still in that kind of ilk of some of the other films that came out that have definitely like rewatch a lot. But yeah, maybe it's just doesn't get the same kind of recognition. I mean, it's got a hell of a lot of great characters in it and great, great cast list as well. The other thing about it, talking about sort of, other, it's not the exact same time because this this other film came out quite quite a few years beforehand. However, his beard in this is very 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 similar to his beard in Happy Gilmore, where he plays the um, the orderly. Uh, yeah, no, it really is. Who appears in the latest? What I'm assuming is shitty Adam Sandler Netflix affair, like Hubie Halloween. 
or something. I think he reprises the character in it. Yeah, I remember you saying. We're talking about shitty Adam Sandler Netflix affair, do you know that Adam Sandler films on Netflix have been watched for over 200 million hours? I didn't know that, and I part of me wishes I didn't. <laughs> It's just a shame he didn't have this moustache in uh, Simple Jack. <laughs> uh, arguably the most underrated of the Tug Speedman movies. Right, so number one on the list then. So graceful, it looks like it's alive. Yep. It is Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. And we're not talking Jack Sparrow. We're talking Squid Davy Jones. Squiddy David. Squid 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 Squiddy Jones. So I think adding this to the list, I think I assumed it would become number one. It's such kind of a left field choice that makes perfect sense when you think about it. Yeah. Um, it's great character design. I love it. Oh, God. The, the film. So this is one of those kind of franchises, I think, which has kind of deteriorated so much you forget how. So the first film's legitimately great. Like Kurt, yeah, Kurt, the first film's fantastic. Curse of the Black Pearl's brilliant. Dead Man's Chest in World's End um, or at World's End or whatever it was aren't as good, but the actual design work in it is still great. And then it and let's, just went off a cliff. Let's not forget as well that the source material for the Pirates of the Caribbean is a ride at Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my favourite thing with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is still that the bad guys are the people trying to stop piracy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, so the, the ever squiddy Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> One of those actors where I don't think we had to say he was in this film because he's in every film ever made. Up until About Time, because I think during About Time, there was a ceremony that means from that point, Donald Gleeson is in every film. <laughs> and then at some point in the future, when he starred in everything, he'll hand it off to, I know, like Taron Egerton or something. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't think you can fault Davy Jones. It's a look I've tried to go for, but I can't quite get the saltwater look to work no and also they keep throwing you out of the fishmongers as well yeah yeah no it's uh <laughs> please put down the squid sir yeah, please put down the super glue <laughs> i also in in kind of just doing a little bit of like googling before we we spoke today i didn't realize that one of the guys from the monkeys was called davy jones oh fun <laughs> fun story david uh david jones prominent singer yeah um was gonna go by the name davy jones but couldn't because of the guy from the monkeys so okay. he then tried to go for tom jones but couldn't go for tom jones because of this welsh singer coming through so he went for david bowie yeah yeah which was yeah. the obvious next choice right yeah but yeah oh god imagine david bowie as davy jones oh there's a squid man yeah i need waiting I... on a ship <laughs> He'd like to come and meet us. So, yeah, so that is our Movember watch list and your That's Movember a, watch list. A very, a very fine selection of facial hair from your classic 40s moustache to some facial hair that's grown over what I can only presume is a lifetime in a hole um, to, to a squid beard. Yeah, to a curse. <laughs> um, I'm still torn whether I'm going to trim down for uh, Movember. I was thinking possibly going for like the outlaw look, so kind of instead of clean shaven underneath stubble, but keep the okay. uh, keep the handlebars. So kind of like so a you... Back to the Future three look. Okay, well that's kind of John Ruthie as well from from the Hateful Eight, and oh, you can true. give yourself a cool cool middle name. What would your what would your like Ian the What Harrys be? Ah, see the problem is the go to is usually beard, and that completely gets out of the way if I'm doing that after <laughs> I've shaved. It's, but you don't have a beard; it's a moustache, and then I'll shoot them. It'll be great. Um, okay. I'm, I'm not sure what my is he a bounty hunter in 
Hateful Eight? He no, he is he is literally a hangman. So he's ah, the okay. guy that takes them to, to he hangs everyone at Red Rock. Ah, okay. I, I couldn't I couldn't remember. I knew he was taking them there to be hung, but I wasn't sure if he was literally hanging them or handing them over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Just sure. Just preparing yeah. them. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. What about you? What would your uh, your hangman oh, name be? My hangman name, Cray and Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> The dog. It'd probably be. Yeah, it would just be something to do with me being ginger, probably because that's what most things boil oh, nice. down to. Graham, probably something to do with being ginger Jones. Yeah, nice. That's a that's a shitty T-shirt waiting to be made. <laughs> um, so before we we clock off, then I think it's also important just to kind of briefly talk about Movember and what it means. So obviously, it's a lot more than just. Glorious and exquisite squiddy facial hair. <laughs> Movember was first done to raise awareness for men's mental and physical health. So it's definitely a charity uh, and a cause that's worth looking into. Mm. Obviously, things like cancer rates in men is very high because we ardently refuse to do anything about it, as well as things like uh, suicide rates among, among men, mental health, the general, I think, toxic culture around asking for help or acknowledging any forms of mental or physical weakness. Absolutely. And especially that, I think that point is even more prominent this year, right? Because everything is shit um, in a lot of ways. So I think, yeah, it's good not only to to support charities and, and raise awareness like this, but also just if you think maybe one of your mates isn't doing okay, just drop them a text, see how they are, because that can also be just as helpful, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think people very easily slip into feeling like saying, well, you know I'm here if you need me to be, is enough. Because if people yeah. are having a bad day, they don't necessarily seek out or ask for help. And I think a text message asking, how's shit? Or, did you see that ludicrous display last night? Then uh, can go a long way. So, yeah, look after... Hey, you're going you're gonna to get that text from me tomorrow after the uh, England-Wales game. Oh, uh, yeah, God, talk about... <laughs> <laughs> talk, talking about bad mental health and depression <laughs> but yeah so that's uh, that's Movember uh, next month obviously Christmas films so yeah look out for each other possibly one of us will be moustached next time who knows and uh, yeah we'll see you th- see you Thursday see you Thursday it won't be me because ginger moustache is just sinister It's a lie.